all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Well, thank you for joining us today, Ken. Ken is the creator of the app called Recipe IQ. I have been using this app for the past couple weeks, and I am completely in love with it. It gives us the ability for any recipe we see in a magazine, on Instagram, to be able to quick snap a picture, and you can pretty much instantly have those macro counts. So whether you're worried about calories or proteins and fats, it gives you all the data right there. Welcome, Ken Leeser. And Ken, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and explain a little bit what Recipe IQ is. Sure, Laura. Thank you for having me. So Recipe IQ is a tool to um, simplify understanding printed recipes. For those of us who are still old school um, and get newspapers or magazines, uh, women's health or men's health have all these great recipes in them or the daily uh, newspaper. Difficult to understand what might be in them from a protein, calories, carbs, fiber, aspect. So we wanted to bridge that. As I was mentioning to Laura um, off the air a little bit earlier, the newspapers to a large degree have a food section. Half of it tends to be devoted to healthy eating. And then the other half is recipes, but they never bridge the two. So you don't know whether a recipe that is being presented has a high carb content, a high fat content, or what have you. So that was really the genesis of it. But we want to also appeal to a number of uh, different audiences. Uh, people who are into different diets, keto or intermittent fasting, which is a real big one, um, so people can understand that. Um, then there are people who have uh, health restrictions, such as diabetics or um, people who've been uh, given special food requirements and may still want to know their nutritional components to their recipes, but maybe want to substitute. So our tool is very easy to take, for example, butter and substitute out and put in olive oil and then rerun the, the macro counts on that recipe without having to uh, do a lot of manual calculation. And then the third constituency are um, people who are new to cooking, uh, people who aren't really educated about food and what their components are and um, have been told uh, by their doctors or their nutritionists or the dietitians that they need to lose weight, they need to start eating healthy, and they really don't know where to begin. This is a simple way for people who may have access to cookbooks or find recipes they like to start to understand what's in them from a, as we've said, a, a standard carb, protein, calorie, fat perspective. Yeah, I think that is fantastic. And I didn't even think about how you could easily just swap ingredients out. That's that's a great functionality with that. You know, one of the other things I kind of like is just the little quotes that you do as you're waiting for the system to process and the system processes super fast, but I, I just love like the little quotes that <laughs> pop up. It just kind of, I don't know. It makes me giggle. I kind of like stuff like that rather than just watching that squirrely circle go around. Right, 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 right. How many times is it going to loop around? Yeah. Exactly. It was uh, one of my developers ideas. So, uh, yeah, well, that was that was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, one of the things I think that that's just very powerful is actually on your Instagram post from yesterday. I saw you guys posted something about the app, but you tagged it with power to the people and how power is knowledge. And I think that is just really amazing because that's really what health is all about. It's not telling somebody necessarily 
what they should be eating to be healthy. It's allowing them to make the decision with their own knowledge on what is best for themselves. And I love that this app really supports that. No, I think that's, you know, I think that's a really good point, which is really going back to sort of the paradigm of flipping through a magazine or flipping through a newspaper. You know, we all have different tastes based on how we grew up or um, just as we've matured, what something jumps out the page and, and we say, oh, that sounds really good. Or somebody else will look at, oh, I'm never going to eat that. So if you find something you like, but you don't really have any measurement against, you know, how it fits into your lifestyle, and that's what we're really trying to do is to help people take what they have for a personal taste and preference and link that then to a healthy eating lifestyle so that they can bridge those two things. Or may, and, and as we were just talking, uh, maybe substitute a couple of things that might be unhealthy, but yet maintain the taste and, and the core of the, of the recipe that they might like. Yeah, I've been sharing this app. I just was actually talking to my father this morning before we got on this interview. And I was telling my dad, my dad does kind of like a system. He kind of follows his own rules at this point. But he was saying that sometimes it's hard when my mom makes recipes because he doesn't know what that calorie count is. So I was telling him, I was like, dad, go download recipe IQ on your smartphone. And I know my mom is very old school. Recipes come from cookbooks or magazines. I'm like, dad, all you have to do is take a picture and it'll give you all the data you need. So I know he's downloading it today because he's like, oh, that's excellent. That's exactly what I needed. We need more people like your dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Download it and use it. Yeah. Oh, he'll be telling everybody. I'm telling you, he is. But the other thing I really enjoy with this, and we were talking about it a little bit before, is I have a lot of friends that are competitive athletes. They are in that realm of chicken and steamed broccoli. You know, sometimes they just want something a little bit different, but it's really hard when you come across a recipe to kind of figure out if it's really going to fit in your macros and them being competitive athletes. It really matters if that macro count is off. Right, and especially some of the power bars or Aussie bites or stuff like that, that you can make at home, but they have like, you know, 32 ingredients, right? Chia seeds and flax seeds (laughs) and, uh, sprouted wheat germ and all of these things. And, you know, to, to try to assemble that into understanding what it is that you're putting into your body is, is very difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Now I know um, from just using, you know, before this, I actually was using uh, my fitness pal. I know for a few things, and you could probably be a little bit more of a expert on this. I found that over the years, as my fitness pal is getting larger and larger, the database is a little bit more precarious. Like you have to be really careful what you're picking because the data counts for that ingredient can be wildly different based on brands. Is that kind of how your database works as well? Yeah, it's nutrition is really as much of an art as a science um, to a large degree. So if you have a branded item, we have a we look up in a branded database, but you know, if it's a, just a generic item, there is some leeway there. So people need to use some common sense and look at it. We do uh, work with the um, United States Department of Agriculture Nutritional Database. That's our, um, our source for our generic ingredients. It's software. It's people just have to look at it uh, with a reasonable eye. And make, we do regular updates. We do regular reviews. And people, uh, the other interesting thing, Laura, is that people can submit to us new and exciting foods that they might find in the um, 
health food aisle or in their health food store that might not be in any of the databases. And um, we add that to the database regularly. We find that we're adding um, five to 10 sort of new ingredients to the database uh, off the top of my head, like this week, we had brown rice syrup, something I'd never heard of before, but uh, people want to use that as well. Oh, that's excellent. Well, then I will probably be sending in a request for nutritional yeast then. <laughs> I think we just added that recently, did you? actually. Yes. Check that awesome. Out. Because I did, I clicked on it the one day because yeah. I have this recipe for nutritional yeast. And that is one, even in my fitness pal, I have to watch that one because it's not a common item. You know, a lot of times it's not there and I have to watch because sometimes it'll put it in as like, you know, dry active yeast. It's like, I am not eating two tablespoons of dry active <laughs> yeast. No, I'm 90% sure we just added that. We added powdered peanut butter, you know, some of these new avant-garde ingredients that are out there that appeal to the um, healthy macro community. Yeah, absolutely. And that's great. That's great to know that they can submit that. And that's also too what I tell a lot of people when they're using MyFitnessPal is I tell them if you're making chicken, be careful when you choose chicken in the database that you don't choose like Popeye's chicken. Because <laughs> it seems like anytime I try to do chicken thighs, that's like the first option that pops up in MyFitnessPal is Popeye's. I was like, I have never been to Popeye's. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like I always, to know if there's some interesting recipes that use Popeye's chicken. It'd probably be a, a good seller. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, apparently, I was just listening to the news today. Apparently, Popeye's chicken just released this chicken sandwich. I didn't even know they didn't have a chicken sandwich, but it sold out in like two weeks. There's no more chicken sandwiches. Popeye's is the big thing lately. Yeah, they're going after Chick Fil A. So, um, and they, I guess they. They hit it big. Do you have like a favorite feature? I think it's the one we talked about. You can subst to substitute ingredients. That, that was really the um, point of it. So people who are diabetic can substitute um, non-sugar-based items, remove sugar and maybe use stevia or something like that, substituting olive oil for butter, and then rerunning that. And you can save the recipes as well. So you could save the first iteration as standard coffee cake, and then you can um, redo it, redo the recipe and substitute olive oil for, for the butter and try it out. And if you like it, save it under um, olive oil coffee cake, something to that extent, allowing people to have multiple iterations of their recipes with a different set of ingredients. Or, you know, today's um, families, you have uh, people who um, may be joining your uh, family dinner for the holidays or something, might be vegan or what have you. Um, and you want to maybe substitute uh, vegan ingredients like avocados um, for some of the fats and things of that nature. So again, uh, substituting in um, avocado for butter and um, save, running the recipe, seeing what that comes out to, saving that and having that as an option as well. So trying to adapt recipes to people's health requirements and their lifestyles is really what we're all about. I didn't even think about just like holiday meals, you know, in next couple months, Thanksgiving is almost kind of right around the corner, as scary as that is. You know, I could tell my family that's coming to Thanksgiving because they're all over the place on diets. I'm going to next to the menu have everybody's macro counts. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> so they'll get a kick out of that. 
any other features that are coming that we should kind of keep a lookout for? So one of the things we're considering, and I'm not committing to this yet, Laura, but uh, we're thinking about is uh, something we're calling like nested recipes. People might have sauces, for example, that they create, but then they want to use the sauce in a different recipe. So a simple one is like hollandaise sauce. So they, they have their recipe for doing that. And then they have a recipe for eggs benedict and they want to just use the a couple of tablespoons of hollandaise sauce from a previous recipe that they saved. So that's um, the next item that uh, we're looking at um, implementing within the application. You know, I have to say, I think that is a great feature because I actually have a recipe for tomato sauce. And one of the things I'm very big on people eating more vegetables, we just simply don't eat enough vegetables. And for those that have listened to this podcast before, my tagline is always, and don't forget to eat your effing veggies. <laughs> and, you know, so with my tomato sauce, I actually put carrot soup in my tomato sauce. Really? I actually learned it from Lynn Janae Recitas. She actually created the diet, the metabolism plan. And she does it more on an anti-inflammatory basis because the acid from the tomatoes can be a little inflammatory to some people. And she found sure. that putting carrot soup in the tomato sauce actually reduces the inflammatory effects. And I started doing it just to simply add more vegetables into a tomato sauce, because especially for a lot of children who do not eat nearly enough vegetables, you know, a lot of them will eat meatballs with pasta sauce. But if we can put veggies into the meatball and more veggies into the pasta sauce, it just increases their overall nutritional intake, their fiber intake. So that is a great idea because that would be definitely something that I would use on a regular basis because I tend to put carrot soup in a lot of items, even my meatloaf, just because you're increasing that nutritional value. You know, carrots, I'm sure you know, they're really high in vitamin A and they add a sweetness without adding sugar. So it's kind of a win-win hmm. across the board. Well, that's great. Well, is there anything else you would like to add today for um, my listeners, your listeners? Um, just to mention to people that um, it's a free app. We're supported by advertising. You can pay a couple of bucks and uh, get it, get an ad-free version. But the um, ads, I believe at this point, are fairly innocuous. Um, but really, it's all about uh, word of mouth and getting people to download it and use it and give us feedback and ways to improve it. And uh, we appreciate the opportunity uh, to be on podcasts like this, Laura. Um, this is like perfect sweet spot for us, people who are interested in um, nutrition, improving their nutrition and wanting more information about what they're putting in their bodies, but yet also like to cook at home, and not go out to Popeye's every night even, especially <laughs> when they run out of their chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and thank you so much for creating this app because I really believe that, you know, the key to a healthy life is knowledge, is education. And this is exactly what people need. For all those listeners out there, get on the Apple Store, get on Google Play, download Recipe IQ, start taking a look at the recipes that you eat and what those macros are. If you guys have comments, reach out to Recipe IQ. You can leave comments in my blog. And like always, don't forget to eat your effing veggies. Talk to you all <laughs> next week.